The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Join Dr. Wayne Fry for the continuation of today's message. Well, Pastor, the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said that children obey their parents. I understand. We're going to talk about that too. But sometimes we got we to gotta live a life to be respected. I demand respect. You shouldn't ever have to demand respect. Ever. You should ever, not ever have to. Husbands, let me just tell you something. Don't go home to, and, and don't ever go home again and tell your wife to you the head. I'm getting ahead of myself. She tied the hand it and she ain't seen it. <laughs> I'm just saying. She don't want to hear that. She wanna see it. And when she see it, you'll never have to say it again. I'm getting ahead of myself because I got marriages on my list. So I just thought I'd give y'all a preview. That was a trailer <laughs> for the marriage part, okay? Now we're talking about children and parents, right? <laughs> Here we go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. See, Pastor, I told you that, that, that child's supposed to honor me. Okay, I know that. Absolutely. No question. And that child can extend his life or extend her life by honoring parents. That's what the word says. That it may be well with thee, who? The children that obey and honor, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And so young people today, and, and I, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but young people today are cutting their life short because, they, because honor is gone. Honor is gone. And so because the honor is gone, we have uh, kids being killed at an early age and uh, violence in, in, uh, in teenagers. And young people are dying every single day, 25 and 18 and 13 and 17. That, that should not be. But because we've allowed honor to be removed from the home, this is what we get. And so, parents, you have, to, you have to make a stand. You have to teach your children how to honor you. But on the flip side, you got to give them something worth honoring. A child, it's difficult for a child to honor a parent that every, every single time you're going upside their head. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. It ain't funny for the child. Mike can't do nothing wrong. Bam! Oh, man, what? What? Do what you're supposed to do. And we may not do that physically with our hand, but we'll do it verbally with our words. 
You no good. I'm sorry I ever had you. I tell you what, you've just been misery ever since you've been around here. What, what are you doing? You are now causing that child to be challenged in honoring you. That child didn't choose to come into the world. You did what you did, and you got pregnant, or you got somebody pregnant, and now the child is here. Don't punish the child for his entire life because you ain't want the responsibility. You got to go back and fuss it yourself about the choice. If you'd have kept it on lock, you wouldn't have been able, you know. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Lock, lock down. If you kept it on lock. And I'm, again, I'm not being insensitive. We got some single parents that are struggling. They, they're, they're bad. And, I, and I honor you, single mom. I honor you. I see some single mom. They got a baby on the hip and a baby by the hand, and they got groceries around on the, on the, in a backpack or something. I mean, they're just working that thing, man. I'm like, good gracious, they are rolling. They're doing what they have to do. But that's not the child's fault. And so sometimes parents will get mad at the child for what the other parent is not doing. See, if you're no good daddy would just do what he's supposed to do, I wouldn't have to do it. Okay, it's not the child's fault. He ain't old enough to work yet. What do you want him to do? You, you see what I'm saying? And so, yes, if you want, if you want to expect honor, you have to, you have to work and have to live in such a way that they will want to honor. Got it? Because you just don't want your child to respect you because they respect you in your presence and they'll dishonor you and embarrass you outside, your, outside of your presence. But to you, they're the, they're the best child it is. But they're dishonoring you outside of your presence. Are y'all hearing this? So you need to love your children. Be patient with your children. They're learning. I know, teenagers, you in here, I know you think you know it all. You don't. A 13-year-old don't know it all. 25-year-old don't know it all. A 50-year-old don't know it all. <laughs> Come on, an 80-year-old doesn't know it all. They know some things, but don't know it all. Hallelujah. Come on. Verse 4. And fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now, he's written here to fathers, but I believe that needs to roll over to mothers because we have a lot of, uh, lot of families where there is no father in the home. And so a mother can provoke a child to wrath as well, okay? And so he's talking to both parents, father and mother. Do not provoke your children to wrath. And that's what I'm talking about. Don't provoke them to a place where they don't want to honor you and do something outside of what you want. And so that, but that takes some discipline on your part. You've got to choose to be an example before your children of righteousness and true holiness. And when you have our example of righteousness and true holiness, God will be on your, on, your, on your path, and God will help you with that child and have that child to honor you. Are y'all hearing this? Come on, talk to me. Because it's, it's confusing to a child to see you so holy in church and seeing, and seeing like you don't know any scripture at home. Knock on the door. You run in the room. Hey, tell them I'm not here. Lying. But you're the song leader at church. I'm not talking about here. 
Uh, but yeah, teaching them a lie, teaching them, teaching them to do outside the word of God. But in church, it's like you will do everything God tells you to do. And that child is like, what, what is this? I don't want no part of this. I'm just going to do what I'm told, and as soon as I get out of here, I'm gone. I'm gone. You can have it, man. And see, we want to we, we wanna have to... Uh, we want to have to displace our children if necessary because they don't want to go nowhere. No, every time you go, you got to, you got, you married and got a kid. You got to go. <laughs> no, I don't want to go. I, I, I love being around you so much. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't be a race to get out of the house when the child graduates from high school. Man, as soon as I, I'm going to walk, I'm going to grab my diploma, I'm going to keep on going. And you think, you think it's cool. You're like, pray the Lord. Glory to God. One less, one less mouth I got to be. You, 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 you have missed the whole thing. You have missed the whole thing. I'm glad, I'm sure I'm glad I ain't washing them dirty, them dirty clothes no more. I got to keep y'all saved, man. And you shouting the victory. And don't know that the relationship has been severed. And your child really no longer honors you. And now you didn't set him or her up for a shortened life. And you over here rejoicing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. You missed the whole point. Whole point is you as parents show them God personified. Show them Jesus personified. Amen? All right, y'all still like me? Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's move on. Let's move on. Friendship and relationships. Ooh, Lord. How do we take this grace that we've gotten in the house of God and apply it to our friendships and our relationships? And so relationships meaning the outside of the marriage relationship. Uh, you know, you like somebody. You got a boo. Or you got a booet, or I don't know. <laughs> you know how it is. Who is this? This is my boo. Ah, yeah, it's your boo. All right. <laughs> it's your boo. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know how we have our boos. And our uh, lady friends. You know, we have all kinds of names for them. You know, the one I'm interested in. My fiance. Sometimes we mess around, and get so bold, and uh, we, you know, we get engaged, and we already call ourselves married. Amen. This is my husband. Ain't your husband? You ain't married. Amen. That ain't your wife? You ain't married. Amen. Yeah, yeah. No, we gonna get married. Well, you gonna, you may get married, but you ain't married. Right. So let's call it what it is. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, because we, because we want to, we want to, we want to look good in people's, in front of people's eyes. And so how do we take this thing to saint grace and apply it to those relationships? Because we ought to honor each other in those relationships as well. And so when you ask a person that you're not married to to do something with you that only married people do, you dishonor them. Amen. Scripture, please. <laughs> First Timothy. <laughs> First Timothy 5. I feel you out there. I feel you out there. And many of us had to grow into that particular uh, revelation. But you've got to understand some things like that because um, there's, uh, the Bi Bible says that the marriage bed is honorable. Okay? 
Look at this here. What did I say? First Timothy what? Five, right? Okay. All right. Y'all listening. Look at verse number one. I'm going to read it in the uh, Amplified just for the sake of time. Look at this. Do not sharply censure or rebuke an elder or an older man, but entreat and plead with him as, with, as you would with a father. Treat younger men like brothers. Treat older women like mothers. And younger, men, younger women like what? Sisters. Sisters. In all purity. So relationships, according to scripture, relationships of the opposite sex should be like brother and sister relationship until it reaches covenant level. Okay, and some of them things you're doing with your boo, you would not do with your brother. I felt it, man. It came all the way up from the toes. Some of the things you're doing with your lady friend, you would not be doing with your sister. Right. You'd be like, ooh, that's nasty. Right? If it was your sister. But scripture says that there is a grace to be single, and you can apply that grace to be single and treat that person in all purity until covenant relationship is reached. Amen. Amen. But unfortunately, uh, we have discounted. We've discounted our lives, discounted our worth. Discounting our significance because we didn't want to be lonely. We didn't want to be lonely. All right? But you got to understand your fulfillment comes um, from God. And so if it's, Paul said, Paul had permission of Holy Spirit. If you can't contain yourself, get married. Make it right. Come on. If she ain't your sister no more and you don't see her as your sister no more, and you can't help, help yourself like it's your sister no more, Hey, man, we got, to, we got to make this thing right. Come on, let's go. Let's roll. I can't help it. <laughs> I don't know why y'all laughing. This is just as real as it want to be. Y'all go through that stuff. You know, you get around people you like, and y'all been getting to know each other, and, you know, you start holding hands, your body starts, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, oh, what was that? Oh, hey, oh, no, hey. You know, your body just start moving all different kind of ways and responding. You're like, what's this? Oh, okay. All right. Well, hold that. Wait a minute. Time out. If you can't, he said, if you can't hold yourself, get married. Make it right. I don't want to marry her. I don't want to marry him. If you don't want to marry him, why are you with him like that? As you know why I'm with him like that. Amen. But there's a grace that you can learn how to live holy and righteous and respectful and honorable in the house of God. And then you can take that in your relationship. And now your relationship can exemplify the word of God. And God can even honor that because you're keeping yourself right. And plus, you can see clearer when there's no physical interaction. So you don't see flaws when you're being pleased sexually. Is this too real for y'all? You know, when you're enjoying yourself, you overlook a whole lot of things. Amen. She might eat with her mouth open, and everybody in the restaurant, <laughs> everybody in the restaurant here, but you don't hear it though. You be like, enjoy yourself, baby, enjoy yourself. Go on, eat that food, girl. Go on. And people are like, Lord, would you take her home? 
But you don't say it. Because you don't want to mess up the evening. You don't want to say, babe, man, you got, oh, come on, man, come on. Let's work, let's work on that, please. Who are you talking about? You ain't talking about me like that. Right. So you don't want to mess that up. And so you say, go on, eat, girl, enjoy yourself. You want some dessert? Brother man ain't got no job. Brother man ain't paying for nothing. But you don't see that. You go work two jobs because you enjoy being with the brother. Faith Christian Center International presents the 2013 Faith Conference. Faith for Days of Heaven on Earth. March 28th and 29th at 7.30 p.m. nightly. Special guests include Dr. Michael A. Freeman of Spirit of Faith Christian Center. According as it is written. Okay, watch this. I believe this, folks, and therefore have I spoke. We also believe and therefore when you say you believe something, you will follow it up by speaking it. Our very own Dr. Wayne A. Fry. Faith is not something that you have to get, because faith is something that you already have. And see, we've been, we've been waiting to get enough faith to move, instead of using the faith that we have to move, to then cause the manifestation to occur. And performing for the first at FCCI, stellar nominated recording artist Micah Stampley. For more information, call 434-979-1700 or visit our website at www.fccintl.org. Join us for the 2013 Faith Conference. If I talk about the singles, like I talk about the marriage, man. I can't, I can't, can't leave y'all out there because y'all are not exempt in these, this, this either. And really, this is probably the most impactful and could be the most uh, the most volatile uh, place where this saint, this saint grace needs to be seen because this person lives with you and this person sees your good and your bad and so this saint, this saint grace needs to show up uh, over time in the marriage so that there can be a unity going forward okay so let's go to Ephesians 5 please go to Ephesians 5 and um Let's talk about this here. Ephesians 5. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See something real fast. So one more scripture I want to go to after this. All right, Ephesians. Go to Ephesians 5, and we'll get there in just a second. All right. Okay, y'all Ephesians 5. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is right here. Okay, let me look at something real fast. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay, great. All right. 
Right. Okay, good. Now, Ephesians 5.21. Ephesians 5.21. What does that say? Ready, read. Submit to one another in the fear of God. Is that what that say? Okay, that's 21, right? What's verse 22 say? As to the Lord, all right? So a lot of times uh, people start at verse 22 because they don't want to consider verse 21. But in the marriage relationship, there's a respect, a submitting, and honoring one of another, okay? So, Saint to Saint Grace, uh, because there are, there are married couples that are spouses that can come and get along with people in the church, but then can't get along with their spouse at home. And so they honor somebody in the saint-to-saint relationship, but they dishonor in the marital relationship. And God has called the marital relationship even to be over the saint-to-saint relationship. Amen. We're supposed to honor everybody, but if you're married, your spouse is the one that you submit to and honor to honor the most. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so it's unfortunate that you can get along with everybody else in the church, but you can't get along with your husband. Or your wife. Hello. All right. Now, let's keep, let's keep on going. Go down to verse 33. Verse 33 of Ephesians 5. What does that say? Okay, I should have said ready, read. I should have said ready, read. All right, ready, read. All right, listen to this in the Amplified. Verse 33, however, let each man of you, without exception, husbands, without exception, husbands, without exception, husbands, without exception, meaning you're included. All right, it says, love his wife as being, in a sense, his very own self. How many, people, how many husbands love yourself? Everybody's hand should be up. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. You should love your wife in the same sense that you love yourself. Husbands, how many of you take care of yourself? Wash yourself, clean yourself, dress yourself. It's just the basic stuff. Right? You take care of yourself, you're supposed to take care of your wife. How can you ride good and she got to get a jump? Every time she go out and get in her car. But you got rims and tent and stereo system and all that in your car. And she don't know if she's going to make it to work or not. And she can't drive your car. But yeah, but no. How can you have and she not have? How can you have the latest gear, the latest Jordans, the latest, uh, perf- the latest uh, cologne, the latest jewelry, and she barely has what she needs. She got her own money, get what she wants. No, see, that's dishonor. That's your, that's your crown. That's your queen. She should look better than you. Because if she look good, even if you have the last year's stuff on, you'll look better. Amen. Hello. All right, let's continue. And let the wife See that she respects uh-huh, and reverences her husband. Lo, look at this. That she notices him. 
Hey. Regards him. Honors him. Prefers him. Venerates him. Esteems him. And defers to him. Oh, praises him. Loves him. Admires him exceedingly. Now, you wonder, why, why, why so many words for the wife? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, the husband just love your wife, you know. Love your wife as yourself. And, and the wife got uh, regard and notice and honor and prefer and venerate and esteem and defer and praise and love and admire. Why so many words for the wife? Because the wives, women are worthy. Come on, ladies. See, y'all can't explain things in two words. Y'all take many words to explain something. And so the translator for the Amplified said, I know this is our ladies' work, so for me to get my point across to the ladies, I got to use some words. But notice this, though. Notice this, though. A lot of times, uh, wives, you, you, you work so hard to get your husband to do something. But really, it's contained in what you do. Just like husbands, you work so hard to get your wife to do something. It's contained in what you do. See, what you do for one another, you're planting seeds. And so you can't reap where you haven't sown. You with me? And so as the wife notices him, uh, regards him, you should tell your husband you look, he look good sometimes. Go on tell him when he jacked up, too. But um, in times like that, you know, that, that, that doesn't go together. That shirt and those pants. Let's go on tell him. But then when he hook it up, or if you hook it up for him, because some, some wives you hook your husband up, if you hook it up, you be like, see, that's what I'm talking about. You look good, man. You look good. You look good. You, you're handsome today. Come on, man. All right? Regard him. Give him his honor him. Lift him up. Don't disrespect him. Prefer him. Venerate. Esteem him. Defer to him. Praise him. Love him and admire him. See, that's, that's the saint. That's the grace that you get in the house of God. And so as you're taught the principles and grow up in the house of God, you take that home with you. And you can take that home, wife and husband, and you can begin to unwrap a package in your home that your home would just uh, exemplify heaven on earth. Because that pack, in that package is contained everything you know you need to do as a saint, as a child of God. Because before you're a wife, you're, you're a child of God. Before you're a husband, you're a child of God. And, you, and, and as, as your spouse unwraps that gift board, they just get everything they need and cause that relationship to go to a whole nother level. It is time to embrace a new culture in the church, a culture that recognizes that everyone is valuable and important. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches that there are many members, but one body, and each part of the body is necessary for the body to function properly. In this exciting teaching series, Dr. Fry challenges the hearer to renew their minds as it relates to the current culture in the church. Learn that everyone has a gift from God, how to recognize the gifts in others, how to properly honor one another, and much, much more. Your life will never be the same. Don't delay. Order the four CD set for $30 or the four DVD set for $40 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. 
This is a must-have teaching series for every believer who wants to make an impact in the lives of others. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.